Welcome to the Broads Who Binge podcast. I'm Molly. And I'm Marissa. And we're the Broads Who Binge. And we dive deep into all the shows you're watching right now or maybe not watching yet, but hopefully we'll con- convince you to do so. Yeah, exactly. We're all about convincing people to watch TV shows <laughs> so we can talk to them about it. And have an actual intelligent conversation for once totally. <laughs> about TV. <laughs> it's my only interest, so I really I need to make sure that all my friends are also hip. <laughs> right. Well, what's going on in your world? Um, my world has really taken a quick turn. Um, <laughs> I casually started looking at condos last weekend like not thinking I've been looking online for a while but my lease isn't up till the end of September so I was like oh yeah like I'll just casually start looking and I ended up putting an offer on a house and I'm now under contract so yeah I'm gonna be a condo owner which is really crazy (laughs) I'm so excited for you. You're it's so cool. Um, we can host our first um broads who binge event at your at your new condo. Yes, I'm super into it. There is a wine fridge under the stairs, so that was definitely a real selling point. I love it. I'm so excited. It's so cute. I'm so happy for you. Um, what a huge and exciting and stressful thing you've chosen to do right now. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I'm learning a lot about how to be an adult. Like I had to (laughs) um, get, well, I had to get a realtor. Then I had to get a real estate attorney. Then I had to get an inspector. And so I did my home inspection today. I also had to figure out how to get the earnest money to the other real estate agent because I don't have any checks and I don't have a bank with a physical branch in Chicago, even though I work for a bank that has a physical branch in (laughs) Chicago. So that's a fun twist for you. But luckily they could accept wires. I thought it was just check only. And I literally had to call a friend asking if she could write a check for me and I could like send her the money via Zelle in her account. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was like a real classic me not being prepared for this type of life event whatsoever. Um, But we're going to see. I feel like I'm learning a lot about how to be an adult. So that's good, probably, for me. I love it. What are you, what is the thing you're most excited about doing in your new place? Um, I think I'm just excited about having a little more room. I think the now like what four months of being stuck in a studio apartment in one room. I've been working and living in one room and it's I think just started to really get to me. So I'm just excited to have some space. It'll be fun to decorate. I've never really put down roots anywhere. So I'm excited to maybe pretend to do that. Yeah, you're rooted. I do think it's hilarious that at the start of this, 
you didn't even have a table on which to work at your house. And now you have like five times as much space in your new place. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I have no idea how I'm supposed to furnish this whole place. It's actually like stressing me out thinking about it because I have like very weird taste and it's, it's decorated really cutely right now. And I just know that I'm going to get there and it's <laughs> going to, I, who knows what it's going to look like by the time I get through with it. No, so. it'll be adorable. Yay. Yeah. So that's like pretty much my only major life update. Um, other than that, you know, just live in the quarantine dream. What's new with you, girlfriend? Honestly, nothing. I was trying to think of something all day to be interesting, and I really have not a single thing from this week. Um, so that sort of indicates how things are going here. Um, I think, like, the only new thing is that <clears throat> I would say that my anxiety for leaving my house and being around other people has been cranked up to, like, a nine this week so no that's like a cute new development um why do you think that is I just think that like the world is so bad right now like what a downer to start our podcast yeah if you just look at Instagram and stuff it's just rough out there and people kind of suck so uh again this is another plug for losing yourself in tv rather than reality Absolutely. I love some escapist television. And this show we're talking about is definitely a prime example of escapist television at its finest. Um, So that's, that's a good thing. We've got that at least. Yes. Well, should we should we just dive right in? Yeah, I think we just go for it. Um, So we will be spoiling the show. So if you don't know we are not a spoiler free podcast that's right you want to kick it off Uh, sure well sure uh so this week we're doing our first ever conversation about a reality show um we are doing married at first sight this week so um the exciting thing is that it's on Lifetime, which is Molly's favorite you network. Know as- how I love Lifetime. It's just a great, it's such an underrated network. Honestly, Lifetime, like I'm plugging really it so is. hard. Where's my merch? <laughs> what would you say on it? Lifetime is underrated. <laughs> yeah, maybe like most underrated like cable station. <laughs> cable tv network cable only tv 4%, network <laughs> only four percent of the american population still has yeah um, but that's fine you know more for us <laughs> yeah exactly people are gonna come around one of these days they're gonna realize that lifetime has good content the networks are dead it's all about lifetime baby <laughs> i i mean look you don't have to convince me i think lifetime is is on par with a lot of Netflix content. So I'm I'm on board. I love um, it. I'm glad you're on board. Did you know that this show for you and for our listeners is based on a hit Danish show, actually? No, I did and not know that. Here's what's what happens in it. The quick rundown for those of you who maybe don't know. So strangers say look I'm ready to be married and I don't really care who it's to I'm just ready 
Um, they apply to be matched by experts. And um, if picked, they are married at first sight. They're legally binding marriages, by the way. Uh, and then the couples who were married at their literal first sight of each other uh, then have eight weeks to move in together and start to sort of combine their lives. They get um, advice and support from three marriage experts. And by the end, they have to decide if they want to stay together or get a divorce. That was a great explanation. This show is pretty wild, to be perfectly honest. It really is. If you love Love is Blind, 90 Day Fiance, and, like, Intervention, this is for you. And this is a, I think this is a great show. I think both everyone can get along with. I think guys can get into this show, too, because there's good drama in it. Like, it, it, I think it, it's just a, it's a great show. And it's such a wild concept. Like, they literally, their family and friends, it's a real wedding. It's not like a courthouse wedding. Like, they pick out a dress. They do, like, a little bachelorette party before with the other brides in the more recent seasons. They've, it's evolved throughout the It has evolved, yeah. And then they literally, like, get married in front of their family and friends. Yeah, it, it really is nuts. And it is real. I have done so much research to just double, triple check that everything they say on this show is true. And it is. It is absolutely a legally binding marriage. So what's wild to me, and, you know, I think that this is, like, a great question to kick it off with is, like, I mean, maybe I'm showing my cards here, but I think it's wild that people are this interested in the concept of marriage, that they're willing to go into it blind. Um, But on the other hand, I guess that the idea of being matched with, with your perfect partner by experts is appealing. So what do you think? Would you ever do this? There is no way that I would ever do this. Um, (laughs) And you know what? I think it can work for some people, obviously like arranged marriages have been around since the dawn of time like and it still happens to this day in some countries it's totally normal and people end up having long fulfilling relationships I do think in the U.S. like we have this idea that marriage is like this romantic love and they have to be your best friend and the hottest sex you've ever had and this amazing you know like father or mother Mm -hmm. or whatever (laughs) and like we just put the idea of marriage on this I think completely unrealistic pedestal and so maybe these people are just more rational than we are and maybe they're just like look I want to get married and have kids and I this like they're gonna find me someone compatible that also wants to get married and have kids and like we can work it out like maybe we're the crazy ones for not wanting to do it that's a really interesting perspective that like that is sort of maybe the more practical thing. And here we are being these like silly romantic people thinking like, oh, I'll only get married if it's perfect. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, one of the things I do really love about the show is the advice from the, the experts, especially Pastor Cal is my favorite. Oh, I love him. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's like a religious leader, but he's a, a marriage counselor as well. And he he has great advice, actually, 
And one of them is that we have this idea that falling in love is falling in love. And it's this like sort of, um, you know, inescapable thing that you just get swept off your feet and you have no control. And he always says that it's a choice, actually. And you don't fall in love. You grow in love. And I think that that's why he believes this works, because you find someone or they find someone who's compatible for these people. And then they hope and expect that they'll grow in love together. And I have to say, even for relationships outside of this crazy reality show, I really love that advice. I think that is great advice. And it does work. I mean, there are more couples from this show still, like, married together and with children than from The Bachelor, which has been on for 40 seasons. And there's only 10 seasons of this. Actually, would you like to know how many couples are still married? You always have the real facts. I feel like I, you do, like, the legit research, and I just, like, have random, sporadic notes. Yes, I would I like, like to know. I like to um, – well, first of all, I, like, can't help but research these type of things when I'm watching. But also, um, I like to come in with the, like, have you heard this wild fact? Um, so, nine out of – 34 couples are still together, which is a percentage of 27. Okay. Um, so that's, I feel like that's decent. 27%, almost a third of these couples that they've matched are still together. No, I completely agree. I think it's a great, like, I am always shocked that there are still couples that are, like, very happily married that slash have kids. And yeah. it's. It really does work. And these guys don't get as much social media clout. Like, they definitely get some. I think they kind of end up becoming, like, mommy blogger type people. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I do think that this show, too, unlike The Bachelor or maybe now What Love is Blind is going to be like, etc. Like, these people are in it a little they're in more it for the right actually reasons. for the love. Yeah, they're in it. Exactly. <laughs> they're in it for the right reasons, unlike Bachelor. Yeah, exactly. Um, Speaking of, is there, if this reality show is a no-go for you, yeah, which reality love show would you consider going on? Hmm. Well, at the depths of this quarantine, when I was on, like, Hinge and stuff, I was like, do I need to go on international tinder is this the only way that a guy will message me (laughs) if he like wants a green card like is that what now my desirability has come to so I was I would say at the depths of my last week's quarantine mind I was fully ready to commit to 90 day fiance I was there I was like gonna be like on the little international tinder whatever but I could not actually be on that show realistically the reality show that I I think I mean obviously I would like to be the star of it so if I can insert myself to be the bachelorette then that's what I'm gonna do sure that's fair I didn't really put parameters you can do that (laughs) yeah so like if I you know in my dream world maybe I go maybe I go full out there I get the two million Instagram followers and the I dancing with a the stars contract yeah yeah I mean I would be horrible at dancing with the stars let's be real I don't think that would go great but yeah but you have to yeah I guess it's true you have to do it 
Um, but it also could be fun. What was like Flava Flav's reality oh, show? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I would one hundred percent go on Brett Michaels' Rock of Love. Oh or yes. Oh my gosh. No. Oh, yeah. A double shot of love. Remember that one? Oh. Yes, with Tila Tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be fun to do, like, a really trashy one. Or, like, next, or date your mom. Remember that one on... Oh, my gosh, yeah. I forgot those, like, OG, like, MTV shows. That could be... Next could have been a good one. It would have been, actually, sidebar, I've been seeing all these things this week about how, like, Gen Z doesn't understand these things that millennials know. And I think really millennials are just so happy to finally be in a place where it's like, we know this and you don't because so many generations have done it to us for so long. But uh, I bet you that's one of them. I bet you Gen Z has no clue about those trashy, great MTV dating shows. Dude, MTV was just like great oh. back in the day. Like those, those were the days. <laughs> I mean, people who are older than us might disagree and think when it actually played music videos, it was the day, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the MTV dating shows were great. those were on, like, Hulu or Netflix or something. I could definitely rewatch some of those. I bet there's some good content on there. Are you kidding me? Next? Was that the one in the bus? Yeah, that was the one in the bus, and it had, like, the three facts about them. When they yeah, came off, right. or remember Blind Date? What was the what was the move like? Was that the one you were talking about? The one where it was like a moving truck, and they like went to three different people's houses, and then they had to pick the person to date from their house. Do you remember that one? No, I feel like that sounds like a date my mom extension. It's like date my house. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I can't remember what that show was called, but that was definitely one I remember. Wow, those were great. Well, you know, I would say actually, by comparison, Married at First Sight is classier than those. It definitely is. It definitely is. But what about you? What would what dating show would you go on if you had to go on one? I mean, God, I guess I would go on, oh my God, I don't know why I asked you this, because I knew you would ask it back. I guess, I guess Bachelor, but I would like, gosh, I've yeah, always, I guess you know, I'd... I've always thought you would go far on Bachelor. That's so funny because I do not think I would go far. I am do not have a perfect body. I do not have what it takes to like be friends with that many women. Like I I've like tried. Remember when I joined a sorority for like one week and then I was like, yeah, yeah no. I didn't even <laughs> join one because I knew it wouldn't end well for me. So you at least Yeah, tried. I tried it. That, that's probably what would happen. I would go on bachelor and I'd be like, I can totally do this. And then one weekend, I would voluntarily See, leave. I would be the opposite of you. The guy would absolutely <laughs> not want to bang me. But I would be BFF <laughs> with every girl in the house. Like, I would yeah, you I would, would be like Alexis when she went on. The girl who was the shark. Like, I would be, like, there'd be no <laughs> sexual chemistry. But I would be, like, getting hammered and, like, having fun. Well, maybe <laughs> the girls that go on the show are, like, 23, and I don't know if they can count. Oh, yeah, we're head. way too old. So, like, 
Yeah. In maybe a parallel universe, I would have a lot in common. When we were younger. It's so true. I guess I would really like to go on Bachelor in Paradise because the odds are much better and it just overall seems more fun. Completely agree. I didn't even consider that one, but that was a great answer. Oh my gosh, thank you. Well, getting back to Yeah, the that we're actually reviewing. <laughs> um, well, what okay. for you who are like the most standout couple? So I for perspective, I literally binged two seasons worth this week. So those are fresh Ooh, in my mind. Okay, so I am currently watching season three, which is the Miami season. I'm not going to lie. It's not great. I'm not super into it. I'll be honest. That was the first season I ever watched. And by comparison, it was the first couple weeks of quarantine, at which point I also started 90 Day Fiance for the first time. And 90 Day Fiance compared to season three of Married at First Sight is way more captivating. Totally. Season three is not great. I don't even know if I'm going to finish it. Um, It's a little boring. But I would say, okay, so here are, so I only remember usually the couples that are like fucking wild. Wild. So top wild couples for me personally. Okay, so Amber and Matt, the basketball players. (laughs) Then Mindy and Zach. Zach. I don't know them yet. I haven't seen Oh, you haven't season. seen season 10? No, that's next. Oh, season 10, dude. Okay. Well, <laughs> we can digress or I won't see I won't spoil it to you, but season 10 has a lot of drama. I think season 10 might be the most dramatic season that has happened. Really? I can't wait. That's I just I'm on the finale of season 9 and next we're moving to season okay, 10. Okay, so season Yeah, so that's season right what yeah so season eight is philly so season eight also has good drama yes i like kate and luke luke is horrible oh my god so he is the yeah do we should we i mean you go yeah let's spoil it so kate and luke i think kate is so sweet she's pretty luke is an dick he is maybe the most verbally abusive gaslighting guy i've ever seen he just basically what it comes down to is he's not attracted to her physically and then essentially gaslights her the whole time to make her think it's her fault and he like tells her awful things like she tries to kiss him and he tells her he's repulsed by it. Yeah, it was so messed up. I literally wrote OMG gaslighter slash gay question mark. Yeah, so that's <laughs> the other question. I don't know. By the way, my mom is pretty sure he's gay, but I actually think he might just be a dick that is way too caught up on appearances. And not that it would be okay if he was attractive, because it wouldn't be, but, like, he is not attractive. And I think he's one of those guys who, like, thinks he has, like, reverse body dysmorphia. Yeah, he was just so horrible. And the whole time, he made her lie, saying that they weren't having sex, but they actually were having sex the whole time. And he made her lie to the experts, to all, like, the other couples, which is so messed up. That had to have, like, made her feel absolutely horrible that he wouldn't admit to sleeping with her. Yeah, and and he he said to her... 
yeah oh he was horrible he, he said that he like he begged her not to tell the experts what he said about kissing her and he was mad when she did and then um he he just was awful like he just was so so mean to her yeah he was horrible he is i think he is the worst I don't know, because Amber and Matt, which you mentioned, so Matt... Matt is also horrible, too. But yeah, also, so Zach is, is like... really bad. In season 10, there's there's a lot. Oh, a lot of shit goes down in season 10. I'm bummed you haven't seen that season. Okay, I can't wait. I mean, you can spoil it for me if you want to, but, no, like... No, no, I won't. I won't. Matt cheats on his wife the whole eight weeks. Yeah, but just wait till season 10, dude. Oh, just gosh. Wait. Okay. But yeah, Matt's cheating. He literally, he takes off his ring and, like, goes <laughs> to a club. Oh, and, my. And, and, like, stays with a girl. And his poor wife is, like, waiting at home. Oh, my God. How humiliating. If someone did that to me on national television, I can tell you what. I do not know <laughs> if they would make it to the couch finale because they're, they might go missing. Well, it's bad enough because the reason she found out was because one of her friends saw him with the girl. So that would be, like, bad enough in real life. It would be so embarrassing if someone was like, hey, I saw your husband with this other girl. But then for it to be caught on live TV, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, that. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you rather be left at the altar because we know you don't like this? Or yeah. that scares you. Or go on Married at First Sight and be cheated on on live TV. Or not live, but reality TV. All right. So here's <laughs> what I'm going to say. I think I would go on Married at First Sight and get cheated on because it's not my fault that I get cheated on. Oh, good point. You know what? Like, it's how you react to it. And yeah. obviously, <laughs> I have not reacted to being cheated on well in the past. <laughs> So I'm, I, I feel like I've learned from it and I can really stand my ground and like have a real boss bitch moment. Yes. You know, whereas we're obviously being left at the altar isn't your fault either, but that feels like a more personal, I don't know. Yeah. That feels like it hurts more to me than being on national television. A guy cheats on you and then you just go tell him to fuck himself and he looks like an asshole. A hundred percent. And also in that case, like, everyone is in your corner. Whereas, like, totally. in, in the wedding situation, people are like, oh, maybe it was her fault, which is, like, messed up, and it's how we treat women. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I completely agree. Do you? Would you have a preference? Do you feel like... Oh I guess God. you don't have a aversion to well, getting yes, set up at the I altar. Well, yes, I mean, I'm not, I like, do. hoping for it. I well, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that anyone hopes for that. Maybe some weird people do. Like, marriage <laughs> Munchausen. It's... <laughs> Like Stockholm syndrome, but marriage. Yeah. Um, I I think your answer is right. I guess if we have to choose. Yeah, I mean, I obviously don't want either. I just, <laughs> I I made a goal of going on one more date in 2020. <laughs> yeah, but if you go on Rock of Love or Flavor Flav's dating show, you know, like shit's gonna go down. Like. The, you better hope that the worst thing that happens to you is that you get cheated on on national TV. Yeah, that's true. You might end up with like chlamydia in your eye or something. <laughs> oh my! Or like literally in a cat fight or something. 
Yeah, I wouldn't do well in the physical altercation, I don't think. So no, I'm not sure either. if those are the shows for me. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. And then also we got to talk about season six, the Molly, Jonathan, yes, of course. Like, therapist drama. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you like to explain it to us? Yeah, sure. So basically <laughs> there's this couple, Molly, my namesake, and Jonathan, <laughs> And they, like, struggle the whole time. She isn't super physically attracted to him. And so there's, like, kind of this dynamic. And the therapist, what is her name? I always Dr. Jessica. Dr. Jessica. I I was going to say Dr. Stephanie, but I knew that was wrong. (laughs) Okay, so Dr. Jessica is, like, counseling them through it. Um, like one of the things was they went on like a trip to Florida, right? And yeah. apparently she was flirting with some guy at the bar and Jonathan like took this video that I didn't even think was incriminating. They made it sound like this video was like so explosive and horrible and it didn't even make sense. Like I, I didn't get the video thing. And Dr. Jessica like freaks out at Molly and like <laughs> I, like makes her seem like she's this horrible woman. Anyway, they end up breaking up. Turns out we fast forward and now Dr. Jessica and Jonathan are they married now or just engaged? They're just engaged. Okay, they're engaged and so they like started dating after the show, which A, I'm pretty sure is against Dr. Patient whatever privilege you're not allowed to date your patients and b is just like kind of messed up because this poor molly like obviously this woman was probably attracted to him the entire yeah i was gonna ask you when do you think that attraction began for both of them i mean i don't they say don't studies say that you like (laughs) are attracted to someone within like it's the same thing as if you know you're gonna hire someone isn't it like four seconds or something you like oh, no I don't know that stat but that checks out like I'm, I'm probably making up a completely fake statistic but I, no, do I buy feel like, I do feel like I am very like I see men and I'm like yep or no like it's a very <laughs> quick thing for me well yeah I mean that's like the whole premise of dating apps so I think you're probably right yeah, so I think it is just, like, so I guarantee that at least she, like, was attracted to him. Oh, 100%. So I have, like, really – okay, so Jonathan really reminded me of someone I dated for four years. So like, He actually, season... like, was. Yeah, so it right? hit hard for you. Well, it, it just, like, the whole season I disliked him, but I'm not sure – I think I might have been projecting because <laughs> I was like, no, but he was weird. Well, he just was like, I actually don't think he was as bad as I thought he was, but like he had like a silly childish personality and he wasn't like, I don't know. He seemed really full of himself and, um, and Jonathan was bad too. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> really strange that like Dr. Jessica obviously like watched all the drama go down and decided to date him. I did read a thing that actually he kept pursuing her after the show and finally convinced her to go on a hike. Um, yes, I read that. Under the guise of like he was going on a new show or something. 
Oh, I didn't hear that he was going on a new show, but I heard that their first date was a hike. I think she posted some Instagram that yeah, like, it must be little did I know when we went on this hike that yep. it would be the first our first date. Top- yep. Yeah. And she's got a kid, so he's going to be like a stepfather. And now they have some like can like love consulting business or something oh, weird. Brother, I went to their really? website. Well, they like have seminars about stuff. Oh gosh, I would not take their advice, but it is interesting no. that she has not appeared on a season since then. Like obviously the show Oh, they definitely like, fired her. Yeah, 100%. It is strange. And like I read this thing that she was like, "Well, I never canceled him. I wasn't his his therapist so it's okay and it's like actually there's literal footage of her counseling him yeah no you definitely were I'm sorry I don't know that's so weird to me I've never had a male therapist so I guess I'm not sure but I would find it like how I met your mother parallel when Robin starts dating her therapist it's just it's it feels I don't know I don't love it it feels a little predatory on the like part of the therapist because that person is, like, not expecting you to use kind of your, like, innermost, like, darkest, most personal thoughts. And then I feel like if you're in a relationship, I don't know. I don't know. It just. But would you would it tempt you if it was Dr. Nikki played by John Stamos in you? No. <laughs> okay, great. You're not. You don't I'm... have a thing for Uncle Jesse? No, I don't. I, yeah, no. I don't know. I wasn't. I don't know I'm yeah I think I I don't know I'm a hard pass on the the male therapist thing that also feels like no offense to the entire like male gender but I don't know if a male therapist checks out for me I don't know a ton of like emotionally stable men that I'm taking advice from oh a hundred percent I don't think they can ever understand my perspective like I'm yeah. like, actually, sir, you're wrong. Honestly, thinking about every male doctor <laughs> I've been to where I had to, like, literally tell them what what amount of medication to prescribe me, I don't trust them. Oh, no, I don't trust male doctors at all. No. I, had, I have had a microcosm of the issues that you've had, obviously, with doctors, but... Yeah, they have no, they don't believe you. They just think you're, I got told I was eating too much sodium and MSG and was depressed. Yeah. And I was like, sir, I understand that I do eat a lot of sodium. (laughs) I am depressed and stressed out, but I also have a thyroid medical problem and I need you to check my blood. (laughs) Sir, the reason is I'm not telling you you're wrong. No, it's a hundred percent. Like I, yeah, don't trust him. Don't want to date him. But you know what I heard? This is a good like PSA tip for all women who, or I guess men, if you feel like your doctor isn't believing you, what I heard is a trick that works is if you ask them to like test you for something or you say you have something and they are like refusing you if you say okay please document in my chart that you refuse to provide this test for me amazing then apparently what i've heard is then they like freak out and they'll give you the test amazing well i'm pretty sure i'm like blacklisted in the medical community in denver yeah you probably are (laughs) for like how many doctors i've complained about (laughs) But you have to advocate for yourself you do. because you they do. don't advocate for you. They don't. You do. And by the way, the one that I am probably blacklisted for, he misdiagnosed shingles. So like he deserved to be reported. Yeah. 
Anyway, I'm not sorry. While we take a breather, let's take a quick <laughs> break. I'm going to go write another letter to the Colorado Medical Board. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Um, okay, Molly, I'm curious. What are you um, curious about? Are there any men or women in the show that you like and or that you could see yourself dating? That's an interesting question, and I know I knew that you were going to ask me who I liked, and yeah. it was a little bit. I'm not going to lie; it was a little diff. I I don't know if I found any men on the show super dateable for me personally, but I will tell you which couples I did. So, did you watch the Dallas season, season seven? Yes, Nicole and Bobby, or Danielle and Bobby. Danielle and Bobby. Yeah. I was going to say I actually thought they were a really sweet couple. Like from the very beginning, they just clicked so well. They were really respectful of each other, and I don't Especially know. I just thought they him. were really sweet. Yeah, I actually he was, think uh, he was like, a, oh, he was an incredible partner. Yeah. He was he an is. incredible. He is. he is sorry. He is. They have at least one kid, and I think she might be pregnant again. Yes, that's true. She just announced it. I actually am surprised because physically, Bobby is very your type. Yeah, but his personality isn't really my type because yeah, he's actually he's- nice. <laughs> Exactly. I think that he he could be a little too doting on certainly on you and I think on me too. I think I think we could get irritated and yet he's like so sweet and so doting that I don't know, maybe we got to get over our own baggage. <laughs> like, I know. I think we do. I think we do because I completely agree objectively. I would say that I think Bobby is like the best partner yeah. of the couple that I've watched like he's the most standout partner that I've been like wow he is like a very good guy very flexible um, very accommodating he's great yeah he like cooks for her like, he also he she like is like a real life Robin from how I met your mother and like she like fosters like 12 dogs at a time yeah and he like ended up taking care yeah. of them so much <laughs> yeah no, yeah, they were really cute. Um, and another couple that I really liked, even though they were really dysfunctional, I actually have two for you. Oh, I, I bet I can guess one of them. Do you want to guess? Or do you want me to yeah. say it? Is it Jamie and Beth? Yes, it's Jamie and Beth. <laughs> I actually love them. They're crazy. They're both crazy. Oh, my God. But they, they work are... really well together. It, their marriage is extremely explosive like they <laughs> I don't know like they are both crazy and explosive and they do work together yeah no they yeah yeah um, remember yeah, when so... she accuses him of basic Caucasian sex <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was literally basic Caucasian sex it was so funny and then in the tell all have you watched the tell all yet yes she even she made merch yeah they make her define it yeah she made merch she has cocky mugs she's selling now that say basic Caucasian sex oh my god wait can we get matching basic Caucasian sex we might have to although my mug collection that is not safe for work is growing so yeah yeah, you know me. I collect mugs. So if anyone's looking to like be my stalker or just like <laughs> once give me a present, I do love mugs. 
Yeah, that'd be a great mug to have. No, they, they, I mean, look, they are certainly interesting to watch. Yeah, I'm not saying I want their relationship. I just, like, like them as a couple. And I also, weirdly, again, another explosive couple, but I like Stephanie and AJ from the Philly season. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. So, I think (laughs) Stephanie is a little uh, angel on earth. But I think that AJ is, like, in I just finished this season, and honestly, for me, AJ is like almost as bad as Luke to me. Really? Here's Interesting. Why. Okay. The way that Tell he me more. lies off the handle about very small things and just expects her to deal with it. Like, I guess I have like a like very rapid changes in mood in anyone really bother me. Like, even just going from like sad to happy really quick I'd be like what the hell so like him flying off the handle in the way he always does about stupid stuff like about the production staff asking them to do their homework or about the way that the fridge door closed like no way if a if my partner spoke to me the way he speaks to Stephanie and then is just like you know I'm frustrated just brush it off I would leave that sucker in a heartbeat I hope. <laughs> I hope I'm I sure know too. But they do work well together. But I would say reverse of Bobby and Danielle in this relationship, 85% of the reason they work is Stephanie. Yeah, I, I mean, Stephanie is definitely great. She's very um, stable. She's very self-assured. Uh, she is. Uh, she actually might be my favorite woman of the show. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a good choice. Or Beth. <laughs> oh my god, Beth is just too funny. Wait, do you remember Beth's relationship with her dad? Is sort of strange. Yeah, it was very because she worked for her dad, but she didn't really work. He basically just gave her money, right? <laughs> yeah, and he, they said they were like best friends, and like J- he like went up to Jamie and was like, "I'm the man in her life, so don't try." <laughs> Yeah, that was a little strange, but you know what? That's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, that that's right. Also, actually, do you remember Jeff D and Shawnee? Yes, I do. Jeff D is not my favorite either. If I'm actually being totally honest, I watch a lot of these couples and think that the man seems pretty awful like in most relationships I think the guy seems like a gaslighter or seems too caught up on appearances or like the physical aspect of it um I I, there are very I know I agree that's why I'm telling you I literally Bobby is the only guy that I could think of that I was like he's like actually a good guy a hundred percent but and there's a guy in season 10 that's really sweet really okay I can't wait there's there's a Bobby parallel in season 10. There's a couple that's, like, very wholesome in season 10, and the rest are dumpster fires. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to start it tomorrow with a long – or maybe I'll wait till next week, and I can watch it along with our seven followers. Um, um, yeah, I'm excited for everyone to get on the Married at First Sight train. I think once you go Lifetime, you never go back. A hundred percent. It's going to change your life. That should be the name of our merch. I, that should be. We maybe we should get merch. Do you think <laughs> anyone would buy it? I don't know. We're already like in the red for our marketing budget, so we might want to hold off. 
Um, well, anyways, I do think that um, another thing that I like about this show, actually, I will say, like, having been in relationships and, like, you know, you sort of, like, get caught up and spiral in the disagreements you have with your partner, but watching them as a, an objective third party in this show, you really see, like, oh, for a lot of them, I mean, not the gaslighters, but for a lot of them, you're like, oh, my God, they were actually saying the same thing and, like, miscommunication led to this. And you, you can see it more clearly when you're not in it. Completely agree. I do think it teaches you a lot about communication and relationships. And the advice that the experts give is actually very decent relationship advice. Yeah. Oh, a hundred. I actually do think, I think that's the best part that their advice I think is applicable to real life, whether or not you're on the show. I completely agree. So I do think that this show, as opposed to kind of any of the other reality dating shows, you actually kind of can learn from it. Yeah, I think that's right. Even if the relationship doesn't work out, I do think you probably come out with better relationship skills. Yeah, I, I completely agree because the others aren't necessarily focused on like building relationships and learning how to be in a couple, etc. Look, in the last week, I have probably spent 20 hours with these relationship experts and I feel like I'm coming out of it better prepared to be in a relationship. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is, sorry, I, this is a complete side note, but there is like a really very vibrant rainbow right now. Aw. Oh, it's, it's like really pretty. It's Chicago celebrating your new condo. Um, I'm would you kidding. like. I wish I could take a picture of this. Would you like to know some interesting, surprising facts about this show? Yeah. Okay. So, guess how much they make per day. To Like, they, they do get paid to be on the show. Guess how much per day. How much? They $100. $150 per couple, which works out to be about $12.50 per hour for two people. So it's not much, basically. Like, no. people are not going on this for the money. That's for sure. No, that's nothing. They also have to film for, like, 10 hours a day. So it's actually, oh, wow. like, a lot of work. Um, that also, is a lot. the wedding must be a civil ceremony. It cannot have religious aspects of it. Oh, I didn't know. I mean, I guess I should have noticed that. But, there, yeah, you're right. There aren't any... Yeah, the Ever, producers, like, it's never a church. No, the producers will not let you. And actually, you pick your wedding from a PowerPoint. They have like 12 different wedding options. And that's how they like decide it. Does the girl or the guy pick or do they both vote? Or how does that work? Based on the article I read, they both pick. And then I think the producers just kind of decide which one to go with. Like, the article I read, the guy said that none of his choices were actually selected. Interesting. They also only get to invite 20 people each to the wedding. Yeah, they are always really small. I guess that makes sense because they probably don't want it to be, like, so crazy expensive. And also, you probably would have a hard time, like, organizing that many people on such short notice. Like, I, I think they give them, 
on the show it, they say they give them two weeks notice which maybe but like they definitely don't give them like a year's notice which most weddings have to plan yeah because I mean there's no way I'd be able to assemble 20 people to come to Chicago in two weeks to see me get married especially think... during coronavirus definitely not during coronavirus that's for <laughs> sure um they also have to sign a prenup that makes sense yeah it does and actually, I wouldn't do it without a prenup no hell no they also have to go through a background check, but people slip through. Speaking of, we did not discuss Mia and Tristan. Do you remember them? Is he the one that lies all the time? She is. She gets, she, they go to the airport to leave on their honeymoon and she gets arrested. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so she gets arrested because there's a warrant out because an ex accused her of stalking and credit card fraud. Yes, no, I do remember that. Supposedly, the charges were made after the background check went through, but can you imagine getting to the honeymoon, the airport with your new spouse? Honestly, whether you knew them or not, but um, especially this stranger who's now married to you getting detained at the airport? No. No. I, I I'd think rather I be left bounced. at the altar. Yeah, that would be <laughs> crazy. Like, I think I might have gotten on the plane and just been like, <laughs> looks like I'm going to go on my honeymoon without you. Looks like, thank God for that prenup. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. I think I would have just got on the plane. I would have been like, I'm going to take this week of an all-inclusive resort <laughs> and just figure it out. Let the yeah, chips fall where they may. Yeah, may as well, like, hang out. Um, but surprisingly, they stay together for the entirety of the show, but they break up afterward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was not great. No, she does not. Also, production. Who does- was the one that... I was thinking of that one guy that lies constantly. Which guy? I mean, they all He, like, lie. yeah, they all do. But he was the one who, like, said he was a yoga instructor. Is this, this might be on the season you have I watched. have not seen that. I can't wait. Oh, to okay. That. Okay. I'm telling you, every couple's a dumpster fire. In that I season. can't wait. Oh, my God. Well, Ugh. the show apparently does not pay for divorces necessarily either you might be on your own if you choose to get a divorce really wow this show wow people are really taking a financial risk to go on this show truly the the show is very cheap um and you also cannot have been married before no children and they say that the number one thing they're looking for in people is coachability so next time you enter a relationship you should ask some questions to see if your partner is coachable because apparently that's the number one that's the number one trait yeah I mean I think that makes sense don't they say that that's like for sports and for jobs like yeah I think for honestly, you don't all of life life because you don't actually learn what you're gonna ever do in your profession at school you just like learn it on the job so if you can learn things and can take criticism and actually react to it, like, you're going to do better than 90% of people. Yes, 100% in, like, everything. Or, like, yeah, in all of life. Yeah. Okay, this one is wild. They do a DNA test to make sure you don't have, like, any terrible traits you might pass on to children. But. Okay. Then 
they ask men and they ask women for the hip to waist ratio and men for their hip to shoulder ratio because our caveman brains like still gauge that as attractiveness and the ability in women to bear children and the ability in men to like provide what is the hip to weight like hey I'm gonna br- I'm just like what is know. my hip to waist ratio well I don't know like what does what that even mean like no I, don't, I know I'm I don't know what mine is, but what I, what are you measuring? Like your hourglass shape? Yeah, I think so. It's like literally like if your body has enough space in it to carry children in like the proper position. I mean, I feel like I have a pretty good hip to waist ratio and I don't feel like I get, I don't know. I'm, I might have to say this is like fake news. I think we should start giving an exit survey to the men you go on dates with. And ask them, like, what it was that they found attractive and what it wasn't. And we'll put the hip-to-waist ra- hip ratio on there and see where you rank. I would be interested to know <laughs> the feedback. I think it could be traumatizing because for a while I was like, oh, it's definitely my looks. It's my looks. Like, my personality is great. And now I'm starting to realize maybe it's actually your personality that's not so great. Oh, my God. Um, so I have started thinking that I know I've really thought about this social experiment (laughs) is if I create a whole different profile with just an alternate persona and like I'm gonna just like I'm gonna like cocker spaniels and I'm going to yeah I'm gonna like hiking and I'm gonna own like a children's toy store (laughs) or like I'm gonna work at a library or something just like and and I'm going to see how that version of myself does. I actually, I'm intrigued. On dates. I'm also, I really, I think that people could, should consider the exit interview for dating prospects more than we do. Yeah. You would have to have a guy talk to me after they went on a date, though, for me to be able to get a response. <laughs> what if I just, how about I manage it and I'll send them an anonymous survey monkey? Just like a follow-up email? Yeah. Thank you so much for attending your date with Molly. We have yeah. some questions as a follow-up. You can be entered to win a $25 Applebee's gift card for your completion of this survey. <laughs> Can't take your next date on. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? Honestly, maybe I should just put a survey monkey in my profile and be like, if you read my profile and swiped the opposite way, what was it about me? <laughs> how was my hip to waist ratio? Yeah, how was the hip to waist ratio? Cuz I'm not going to lie, I feel like that's like pretty decent. Oh, you have a great hip to waist ratio. Honestly, it's the reason I'm attracted to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So that's why I'm saying this has got to be fake news or else my personality is that outrageous that it's outweighing the hip to waist ratio. So I need to just like speak less. I mean, it's interesting. What do you think about the men's one that shoulder to waist ratio is? I mean, if you've looked at the I mean, men that I've dated, not a I'm going to say you. that that is not a factor for me. It's the opposite factor, probably. I mean, I am not like, which male could I physically dominate <laughs> if I absolutely had to? I will say. It's like a situation like we're in a cave and a bear comes. <laughs> 
and it's like okay it's either me or this man like I've got to be able to like beat the shit out of this man the bear eat him and then I can run away actually that's interesting because in my opinion it sort of seems like you date the guys who you can throw over your shoulder while you run away from the bear Oh, that's sweet of you to think that I would save them. I would like to think that I would save them, maybe. I, I think that that's it. I think you'd toss him over your shoulder and run away with him on you. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm attracted to you, because I can just put you on my hip. That's so true. We can run away together. Yeah, you'll save me You definitely, I feel like, go for the shoulder to yeah. hip thing. You always date tall guys. I try to, yeah. Um, it's my preference. It's my... It really... I, I pull out a measuring tape on my first date, actually. Have you seen these TikTok videos of the girls figuring out how tall the guys are from, like, objects in their <laughs> pictures? Have you seen this? No, that's brilliant. And once it's again, literally a, it's as, amazing. A as a millennial, truly, like, God, there's something that Gen Zers have figured out. Like, <laughs> they do have some brilliant stuff going on. It's so funny. It's like a picture of this guy holding a Corona and he says that he's like six foot and this girl like there's multiple videos but one is she like she like photoshops out the Corona. She Googles how like how high is the Corona and then she photoshops like a stack of Coronas on this guy and it like turns out he's 5'10 and not six foot. That's incredible. incredible. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start doing it because every guy that I think is attractive or that matches with me is five nine or five ten, which you know means they're actually probably five seven. Yeah, right. And so I need to start getting more physical evidence. The reason I had to stop the apps is because Hinge updated and made the the height requirement or, or like yeah, the height requirement. You have to pay for it feature. Yeah, so of course, even though I'm only attracted to men who are tall, my profile says I'm 5'2", which is actually a lie. I'm 5'1", but um, then all these shorties were like, ooh, she's going to be into it. And so when Hinge changed it, I was only getting matches with, like, people who were 5'4", and the occasional 6'0". Yeah, see, I only get, like, 5'8", conservatives that are attracted to me. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, like... And I, I, yeah, and the same thing. You used to be able to pick what political party. Yep. But now you can't. And I told we're not having sex with Republicans in 2020. Yeah, right. That's the motto. We're Lisa Strauding them. I love it. Sex. They're not getting any. Yeah, I hope they don't. Their um, balls are going to be blue, like the White House in November. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! That should be our second merch. That's definitely our merch. Like <laughs> honestly, it's a little. If long. we don't make that merch, Caller Daddy should make that merch. Like that is some good. It's true. Marketing. It's great. You need like a full sweatshirt to get that much text on it, and also it costs four hundred dollars, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We could have we could have some of the proceeds go to like a nonprofit. Yeah, I love it. Because <laughs> we'll each buy it and that's it. And again, we'll be in the red. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine, you know, we thrive in the red. It's okay. <laughs> um yeah, well, is there anything else you feel like we need to discuss about Married at First Sight? 
No, I feel like we really covered it. I'm excited for you to watch the next season and for us to talk offline about it. But anyway, guys, if you haven't seen the show again, you are not going to remember the couples that we talked about. No, so you definitely won't. It's a great, like, mindless reality. It's it's just a good quarantine binge show. And there are so many seasons of it. You can just crush it. Yeah, you can do the responsible thing and not leave your house. Stay safe. Keep others safe. safe Wearing a mask. And watch Married at First Sight. Completely agree. Yeah. Well, that's our other platform we're running on in 2020. We have a lot going on. Yeah, we do. One of us needs to run for office, apparently. It won't be me. I don't think it will be me either, but, you know. Maybe that's the love reality show you go on. Oh, a politics reality (laughs) show? Yeah. I actually think I would love that. Yeah, you'd be good at it. Well, that was another episode be sure to follow us at broad to binge on instagram yes and please subscribe and if you haven't left a review give us five stars and write something lovely that would just make our day we read all of the five reviews that are on our podcast and it warms our heart every time we see one we do shout out to what was the one i texted you the other day that was so good Brittany. shout out to Brittany. Brittany. hers made me laugh um we love it we really read it and it we have like four followers right now so it makes us feel really good no we love it actually and shout out to maya too who just texted me that she has also not seen space jam and neither has alex shout out to alex I got two texts that they have not seen Space Jam and that their partners were going to force them to watch the film. Here's what's interesting about the people in your life versus the people in my life. (laughs) I told them that you hadn't seen Space Jam and everyone agreed with me that that was crazy. So I think we need to mix and match some of our friends and have a Space Jam viewing party when COVID is over. Okay, I feel like that sounds like a good idea. I can get on board with that. Perfect. Well, thank you all. We love you. And we'll we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. 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 Exciting news. Broads Who Binge is now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So pick your favorite platform. And if you're enjoying this, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.